0: Mr. and Miss America and all the ships at sea at for Colony Confidential Today on the podcast we're going to revisit one of our most downloaded episodes Get the foundation right with this one and let us know what you think Send us an email at colonyconfidential.com or send us a DM on social media Okay, enjoy this episode You gotta get this one right or you ain't going too far Mr. and Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. This is Ed Sheehan for Common Confidential. And we're very fortunate today. We're interviewing Margaret Garcia from GRIT. And we're gonna tell you what GRIT means. And if you got GRIT, you got a leg up on life.
1: What's up everybody, Joey Buns, The Brains. I'm gonna reel that in as much as possible. We have Margaret from GRIT PPO. If you never heard of her, you gotta get out more. Instead of me, Margaret, why don't you tell us about GRIT PPO, please?
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me here, too. So GRIT is a outsourced call center. We basically cater specifically to the pest control industry. You know, I grew up basically in the pest control industry. I've worked in the industry about 20 years, and so I've taken kind of all that knowledge and expanded it and taught it to, you know, a team of agents. And so we give pest control companies, you know, wildlife companies, you know, transfer their calls. We can handle inbound sales, you know, outbound telemarketing efforts, and most importantly, you know, that current customer that calls in. We're able to kind of provide what we call first call resolution service. One of the unique things about us is that we're kind of what I call multilingual. We function within everyone's own, you know, software. So, pest, you know, Pest Pack, Pest Routes, Gorilla Desk, uh, Suite, Real Green, whatever it is, you know, we log in and. We become an extension of your company and handle the call from start to finish.
1: So, before Grit, how did you end up in pest control?
2: I actually started with a company doing part-time telemarketing. Again, 20 years ago, when selling tick control by phone was a luxury service, and you know there was a criteria that was met as a telemarketer, and you know I always kind of hit those goals and kind of expanded from there into customer service, and then you know I ran a call center and. I pretty much became a 365 degree employee and uh, one of the things that I think is stayed consistent in you know in my career is the want and then the need to constantly educate you know customers on the phone as to why they were experiencing pest issues things that they could do themselves so that kind of transcended into everything that I did and obviously you know Is what helped you know me kind of consistently move up and and pest control to different positions and so doing that now with the call center i I basically take all that and teach it to all of my agents so they're able to do it and replicate it
1: how did you come up with the idea to start
2: grit it was really after i left after maternity leave of having my daughter the company that was at and you know wanting to take you know all this experience and still kind of utilize it in some capacity i had some companies approaching me and i kind of was looking at it as, you know, I don't, you know, maybe necessarily want to work for one company again. And, you know, um, what's a way that I could work for all of them and get to know, you know, everybody. And that's kind of where the concept, you know, came up.
1: Did you see something that was missing or what did you think the industry was missing?
2: I think the biggest pain point that companies had at the time and even still do is the resource. Maybe it's the time or the energy or the ability to train office staff members. That was something that you know I've always excelled at, talking on the phone in our industry with calls that are very emotionally based. You learn all the right things to say by saying all the wrong things and having that reaction on the phone with the customer. So it was really kind of easy to see that everybody was feeling the lack of a trained team, the lack of even the work ethic, what I call like key jinglers, every company has them where the keys are jingling at 459 and they're ready to go even though there's calls still holding in the queue or there's still data entry tasks to be completed. And I just thought like, I came from a, a culture where you live and die by the phones. Like I said, be in the bathroom, and my office manager was knocking on the bathroom door like, there's calls holding my queue. She didn't care. And that kind of is something that I was like, no, there's other people like me out there that have that passion, that have that drive. And if I can just fill the pest control knowledge, then you've got, again, that, that perfect employee.
1: So part of what Grit, Grit PPL does, and correct me if I'm wrong, is... You'll, you'll be the complete customer service for a company that you're the only place their phone rings, like Mm -hmm. you're their full service CSR, Mm -hmm. I guess you'll do overflow. Mm -hmm. So there is no queue. Right. Right. If, if, if the off, if you have it set to in my office, I have it set to after three rings, it automatically goes to grip PPO right? because everyone's on the phone. Yeah. And then you also do off hours.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we didn't want to just, you know, cater to larger companies or mid-sized companies, but also, you know, the smaller companies. So we're either an additional support system to your already trained team and so if they're on the phones, it comes over to us. We've given the ability for even other companies to turn their phones off and roll it over to us so they can have meetings and focus on other things as well, or where they're everything, where we handle everything and do everything so that those pest control owners that are operators can focus on what's important, service. So for a lot of the pest control owners who are operators as well, the biggest thing that they wanna be able to focus on is their quality of service. So utilizing us gives them that advantage. They can you know, focus on what they're out there to do and not have the phone ringing and the stress of, I'm missing a call because I don't wanna interrupt this customer speaking to me or I'm in a crawl space and I just can't even reach my pocket and they can have that that ease of knowledge that their calls are being handled not by an answering service but by somebody who's trained and knowledgeable to handle it from start to finish so a lot of companies that we're dealing with are that size and we're giving them that advantage i mean the biggest compliment that i've gotten this year was the ability for a couple of our owners to go on vacation for the first time and not have to shut down and you know everything was handled and they didn't come back to anything the biggest thing is not having a task list at the end of the day. You can have an answering service that's great, and you give them a script or even a price, but at the end of the day, there's something that you have to get back to or respond to or call back or help, and that's not the case with Grit.
0: But I'm I'm getting a feeling that your staff would be better off than, like, an owner-operator at answering the calls because they're not thinking about making payroll and a whole bunch of other things that an owner-operator would have to think about. They're focused on just selling and, and scheduling the job.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of times when I'm talking to potential new clients for the first time and talking about, again, the cost of my service versus them hiring their own staff. I mean, the difference is that when you're paying us, you're paying us to work for you. So you hire the staff, that person sitting there waiting for the phone to ring and they're on Facebook posting or, you know, doing whatever, taking a lunch break, vacation, a sick yeah. day, you know, Sally calls out. The difference is you're only paying for me for the time that I'm on the phone, and when I'm on the phone, I'm working for you.
0: And your staff would get a lot more variety of calls, I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. because they're dealing with so many different companies. Mm -hmm. So they'd be better equipped to handle a number of calls where maybe your own in-house might not, especially if you're, like, new in the business or oh, say, you know, when I started, my mother was answering the phone call.
2: Yeah, we have, we have companies that come to us like, oh, I have someone, and she's really great on the phone, but she's really not good at selling, but she handles all of my billing and things like that. Mm-hmm. that. We're fully customizable, so it's like, it's great. If you only want us to do that, and she's doing great at that, then leave her where she excels and let us do what we do. It's fully capable of everybody just giving us what they want. If they want to just send the current customer calls to us, then, that, then absolutely possible.
1: Well, you you run the whole uh, office, if you will, for a friend of ours who used to run 24 techs and worked for a good mid-sized company, went off on his own, you know, miracle, Mm -hmm. and uh, was was using, I guess, a competitor of yours, and I say that loosely because I don't think they're real competition to what you're doing, and uh, you run his whole... He never hired an office person. Mm -hmm. You run the whole thing for him, and he... He's the one. He was one of the first people. It's like you should talk to her and everything like that. But he's using. I don't know if he'll ever get office Mm staff, except for maybe to pay the bills at some point. Yeah, no. He raves about it, which is. I mean, listen, and that's what uh, what we were talking about earlier about networking and meeting people. I'm not really sure how you met him. It might have been through Jeremy or whatever. But that that changed. I think that changed his life. Meeting you and not having to worry about hiring that customer service and training them, and then he's. I mean, he's. You know, Brian is a huge. Opponent of you and telling people, like, I wouldn't do anything else ever again. Yeah. And he is a guy that came from a big company with easily six to eight people in the office. Mm-hmm. And he knew that.
2: Yep, so that culture environment animate, to, to, to re- replicate it. that. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> but then he found you and he's like, I'm not looking back. He's he's telling me you should fire people. And, and
2: oh, yeah, we have a lot of our owners wind up. We've had scenarios like that too where, you know, pest control owners and companies, they fall into this trap of the warm body syndrome, right, where they bring on people that don't work out and you're stuck in the height of the season and you need that person there and you know it's not a good fit for you or the company or whatever it is and they, they have to keep them. And, and that's been the biggest difference. Like, we, we give that advantage back that you don't have to keep that person. So we've come into companies where we're working as overflow or whatever, and we wind up taking over the entire back-end office ability because we're just a better fit. It's yeah. definitely, as far as even competition, I don't really feel in our arena that there's competition. I think there's just best there, fit.
1: There isn't competition. Right. There are other call centers. Right. But I don't There's no what you're selling and what they're They're selling a call center. You're selling a full-service office, right? They, I mean, that's how—that's the difference.
2: Yeah, we we definitely say we're an extension, and we truly believe it. So, a lot of the times, the only difference is geographic location, and your customers aren't going to feel that over the phone.
1: So, do you make your people put on like a southern twang when? They no, <laughs> they but, but you know it's outside. funny. Some, they're just
2: their authentic self. I mean, that's the best part of the call. And sometimes you'll get you know companies that we represent maybe in those areas that have that twang and it and it just again it builds into the call because somebody will say are you from new york and sarah might say oh i just moved here just to you know keep the conversation going and stuff like that it's it's amazing that it, it even helps to kind of connect with people on the other end you have that re- that hesitation sometimes where they think, like, just because we're in New York, like, how are you going to represent my, you know, my demographic and my population? It's somebody calling for pest control. You know, you just have to be the most knowledgeable person on the phone and, and build that rapport. It doesn't matter where you're located.
1: Have you had any international interest?
2: We've had a little bit of international interest and, and opportunities to potentially be brand ambassadors for, you know, for certain companies. It's it's great like you're talking a lot about networking and that's really kind of the energy in 2020 is making those connections and being able to to put people together and it's really super important and i see in opportunities like that as a means to connect everybody
1: do you see grit being at some point handling calls in the uk china Well, china might be a stretch but you know, <laughs> but, but you know with, with yeah. new software in it like my kids love that commercial with the daughter sees her mom talking to someone in Japan, and when the people in Japan speak, it translates to English, and then she goes outside to yeah. talk to the reindeer. Right. right? But realistically for you, because yeah. the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, China, you'd have to have somebody that speaks Chinese. Mm-hmm. But with the new software, Would you entertain somebody that came to you from a, I don't know what languages you speak, but your staff, like we have some Spanish speakers, Russian speakers, but would you entertain?
2: I mean, the difference is I'm willing to entertain everything pest control. So if we're, we're already speaking that language. So if there's ways that I can help customize and, and just help another company, that's where a lot of the data entry tasks and the other things that we do besides taking calls have come in. You know, we start working with people and they're like, oh, can you do this too? Like, I wasn't before, but absolutely, if it helps you, we'll do it now. We, we just adapt, and that's you know kind of the difference. Is it's not just in a call center. It's literally the ability for you to just focus on what you're doing in the field.
1: I think for pest control, that uh, in this industry, I don't think anybody knows how to say no, mm-hmm. especially when it's like, can you do something? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody says no. Right. Everybody says probably, oh, shit, and yes they say oh shit in their head and yes and then figure <laughs> out how to get it done yeah um in a call center operation what would be your number one tip to the consumer
2: so the the number one thing i always tell it like kind of the the giveaway i always try to teach everyone is uh, that you're greeting for the phone. In this industry, in taking emotionally charged phone calls, it's really important to stay in control of the phone call at all times, and you want to do that from start to finish. You know, in customer service, it's just a knee jerk reaction to pick up the phone and say, you know, how can I help you? And so like our agents don't do that. They're specifically, you know, trained to pick up and say, Margaret's pest control, this is, you know, Danielle, this is Sarah, and they end the greeting with their name. And the reason why that you do that is because if you don't and you say, How can I help you? Well, now you're at the mercy of listening to the entire experience from the caller's end, what they've already interpreted this issue to be, what they think, you know, should happen next, and you're just kind of waiting for your turn to talk. It's kind of that tango and you've dipped, and so when you pick up the phone and just say, Margaret's pest control, you know, this is Gina, the customer will 80 to 90% of the time, I'm confident in in telling you this, they will in a short variation state exactly what it is that they're calling for. Hi Gina, I'm calling because I think I have bed bugs or hi Gina, I'm calling because I got crickets and you know, I wanna get serviced or I have this bee's nest. And now you're in control of the call because now it's my turn to talk and I'm gonna stay in control by only asking open-ended questions that help me decipher or determine what it is you're having a uh, problem with and then offering the solution. And then after that it's just yes or no and then after that it's just what works best for your schedule.
0: What do you mean by controlling the call?
2: Controlling the call would be wanting to make sure that the call's handled in a reasonable time. I mean, you know, I could pick up and say how can I help you and then sit on the phone for another 15, 16 yeah. minutes you know, while the customer tells me the entire you know synapse of what has come to this conclusion that they think they have bed bugs and especially when it comes to something like bed bugs that's that's a long time to wait sometimes for your turn to talk right just in general in one phone call you've been speaking to people with about pest control I, I mean you're like wearing five different hats right you're a therapist you're the expert you're uh, you know in a, in a personal assistant scheduling you know so you want to stay in control and it's really important it comes to um, new business calls. I mean, those should be fielded literally within, I'd say like seven minutes. There's like an average, you know, honestly, that you should be able to, to pitch it and close it and get it entered and scheduled. Certain calls take a little bit longer, especially for us. Like again, we're given the call or everything. So we're reviewing how to prep, you know, for the service that they're about to get and answer any questions to make sure there's no confusion programs that they're purchasing and things like that. Current customers, that should be an easy, quick conversation, you know, two to three minutes because you're telling me what You know, your issue is, and the only thing you need is a technician out in the field. So there, you know, there's a certain expectation to be on the phone and off the phone and build a rapport in that time.
0: You got it? I got it. (laughs) I got it. Time is money. I got it.
2: That's right. I mean, I want to be able to take, you know, 100 calls an hour, not three, because I'm, you know, listening to the, the customer talk.
0: What makes a great
1: CSR, or what makes a good customer service employee, a call center
2: employee? I mean, the best call center employee is just, it's, it's somebody that has grit. It's somebody that um, has a good work ethic. It's no different, I think, than the technicians that you hire in the field and the people that you look at in your own team that, that are great. What makes them great? That they, they show up every day and they have heart. They want to always constantly be looking to improve themselves, never staying stagnant. Retaining the information, like you can bring anybody in and give them a chance and you should be willing to do that, but if they can't retain it and they can't you know, answer the questions and learn the material and perform, then it's not going to be a good fit regardless. So a great employee to me is just somebody that can come in and take the the resources that that are being given and, and run with it, learn it and make it their own and just start perfecting their craft, which is the call.
1: So you said they have to have grit.
2: Gotta Her have name grit. is grit. Gotta have grit.
1: And again, people thought it was Margaret.
2: <laughs> right.
1: But it's not, right? You Funny coincidence. The name right. For what? Like. It means you, like grit, it's, of having grit, the true right. definition.
2: Right, funny coincidence that it's in my name, but it's just basically, you know, the, the definition and the thing that resonates with me the most, so it's probably not. But it's, you know, the, the definition of grit. It's that passion and that perseverance and being a female in a male-dominated industry, you know, I just felt like, wow, I look back when I was developing the company and thinking about what you want to call this and it was like grit was the easiest answer. It's like I just came full circle 20 years in doing this and you look at it like you survived right you persevered and that's what i think that every company that i meet and that i learn they all have their own grit
1: so what's for those who don't know what's ppo
2: that's the pest process outsourcing so that's just explaining that it's the grit pest process outsourcing
1: we talked about this earlier but i see a commercial you got to have grit and it's just you know a play on words you got to have grit to be in it but
0: you got to have grit also to sell your shit. so how much, how much, how much... <laughs> Blowback? Did you get from being a woman in business in this particular business when you went into it? Did you have any people that weren't kind to you and put it? How difficult was it? Was it? Was it difficult?
2: I think just in general, it's hard being a woman in the industry. I think that it's it's a great time in the industry to be a woman too. So you know, for any any strife that I had, I think we're making up for it. (laughs) Any pains that I've had, it's definitely you know coming full circle, but. I mean, yeah, you get, you're in a male dominated industry or you just, I mean, you just deal with people who think that they know better or, you know, have been doing it better. I definitely experienced that in, in lots of different arenas, but it's it's pest control. I mean, you think pest control and you think guy, you think old school, you know, exterminator and things like that. And so I love seeing the pink and I love seeing, you know, changing kind of the face of it. It makes it great. and. To be able to be personable with women that are calling in to purchase and things like that and being a woman on the phone and being able to connect, it, it just makes it that much better as well.
1: And I think it's important to point out that it's not just office positions, which is a traditional feminine job let's say Mm -hmm. a secretary which no one no one uses that word anymore Mm -hmm. but like but you also you have a ton of female uh technicians Technicians, managers owners exactly
2: it's like i said it's a great time to be a woman in the industry
1: we have a hr company that asked us very specific questions about writing job ads do you want Mm -hmm. to attract more females to tech service tech positions we were like sure and they're like okay here's here's your ad for a tech on like all the deeds and whatnot. Here's the job ad geared towards a woman. And we were like, what? Right. This is probably like six years ago. We were like, there's a what? There's a job ad where you'll attract more female candidates than male candidates? Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. Way different than the 70s, buddy. Yeah,
2: those were the
0: good old days. Not so many
1: rules, regulations.
2: It's an even playing field, but you know, there's a reason why we bear children.
1: What's that reason? (laughs) men could never do it (laughs) who's up who's your ideal customer
2: oh my ideal customer well I mean the ideal customer it's really important you know when we work with partners for the first time that it be a, a good cultural fit I mean this is why we're able to kind of adapt to so many different companies at the same time. I don't have a team that's dedicated to you're handling, you know, only these companies and you're everybody's cross-trained, everybody's knowledgeable on every partner that we work with and it's real easy to do that as long as we're working with companies that have the same cultural fit and the same passion. We're both on the same page that it, that the most important thing is delivering good customer service and I have, you know, the, the tools and the resources to do whatever, you know, you give me and those parameters to make the customer happy, that makes the biggest difference. The ideal customer to me isn't about size of the company. It's really about the cultural and the fit, and, and that's really important.
1: Have you ever declined to, to service? Have you ever said this isn't a good, like you didn't see the fit? Did you ever say, no, we're not going to take on your business? No, have you had I've never to do that had yet? to say
2: no to anyone. I've just basically explained like what is the purpose behind working with us. And so, again, there's competitors that do different things or have you know different advantages. And so to me, it's just best fit. So some companies do really great at accelerating pace of somebody's inbound sales. And that's great. But to me, like the value in the company is in the repeat revenue. So it's in the current customer. So my focus is really not just when the customer calls for the first time and selling them a program, it's when they have to call back when you've been out there three times and they're calling in again and you know you have to field that call. You know, and so that's where it's, it's better to work with somebody that is focused on the same thing.
1: Have you ever had to fire a customer?
2: I've had to disengage with people when I realize that we're not on the same page when it comes to what's best for the customer. That's just the truth. I mean, if, you, if you're if you working with someone that just wants to kind of hit people over the head and kind of go, it's just not a good fit. It doesn't mean that there's somebody else that won't answer the phones and do that for you. It just means that if Mrs. Jones is calling for the third time and the technician's not doing right and you're kind of turning a blind eye on it, I don't want to represent that.
1: How do it feel firing them? Or let me use a good word, you use disengage.
2: disengaging. Disengaging, um, it's like any other toxic relationship, right? You let it go and it's it feels good and you realize like, no, my focus and my values are the most important thing and nothing should compromise that.
1: There's like 47 softwares out there, mm-hmm. not really that many, but there's at least 15. Yeah. You you Your team uses all of them, majority of them?
2: Yeah, I mean, that just goes back to why we're able to kind of work for any pest control company. We, you know, we have the ability, I call my team multilingual all the time. You know, they're Spanish speaking, but they're kind of multifluent in pretty much all the most popular, you know, pest control softwares out there. Like I mentioned, Pest Routes, Pest Pack, Surf Suite, Gorilla Desk, Real Green, and things like that. It's a really you know, kind of great energy to watch going on in the call center. That one call comes in and an agent takes it and, you know, they could be logging into Pest Routes and then the next call comes in and they're logging into Gorilla Desk. It really kind of, you know, makes the the day really kind of it keeps you present in the moment because there's again a roteness to what we're doing. And it's just kind of really great to be able to kind of be in all of them. And also I don't really It's funny because a lot of the times when companies uh, that work with us, when owners, they're like, you know, I can't even get my staff to learn one completely. You guys are in kind of everything. And it always leads to other, you know, really great questions of what's my favorite and things like that. I don't really have a favorite. The best thing about it is to be able to get to know uh, pest control owners and get to know like what they're really kind of their, the things that they're looking for and seeing the, the softwares that are just good fits and just really, truly good recommendations. So many people, right, they go onto Facebook and they're like, you know, what's the best software out there? And you get like 52 responses of everybody's favorite. But everybody's favorite is based on their own individual experience. So for me, it's the opposite. I already know you, and I already know your likes, your wants. I know your laziness, you know, things like that. I already know what's a good fit for your software and what you're going to like because I know you versus getting everybody else's opinions of their own experiences. It's a little bit kind of fun to be on that side of it. I kind of look at owners like uh, I see the names of the software companies above their head, even though sometimes they're not using the best, you know, one for them, but... That turns into a whole other conversation sometimes. Have
1: you had anyone change? Yeah. Like, while you were on there and they said, I don't really like this. And then they, you, you yeah. said, oh, you know what? You're a ICU you and ABC software.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. I've sat it. I sit on demos with pest control owners of the companies. And I'm the one usually asking all the questions, you know, for them. Because I know, again, like what. You I know, hope you're getting paid for that. <laughs> yeah, what their pain points are. It just, it, again, it makes everybody work really um, efficiently and more productively, right? So many people are sometimes in a software that doesn't fit them well. They, you have the owners that want to be in softwares because they want reporting, but you have the CSRs who are on the phones and they're doing the scheduling and they're struggling because that software isn't dominant in its ability to schedule. Well, who do you want to make more happy in that situation? Your CSRs on the phone or the person who runs a report once a month? So it's, you know, it's definitely something to consider when you're choosing softwares.
1: Software is huge and sucks.
2: <laughs> All at the same time.
1: Yes, hundred well, percent.
0: So it's, a, it's also it's also a tool that lets you run a business more efficiently and cutting down on office help, so saving on office salaries, health, health benefits, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. As you you don't need these people because you transfer it over to you. Yeah, And you were responsible for the health care and everything from your people.
2: A lot of the times we're in that same scenario, too, where my initial call with somebody for the first time is they're usually telling me that they're trying to choose between two things. You know, having to hire an office staff or a technician in the field or having to hire an office staff or adapt into a software because, you know, maybe they're... Um, an owner-operator that's trying to kind of take it to the next level and they feel like they have to sacrifice and the Advantages of working with grid is that they're saving a lot of that overhead cost And they're still getting the job done of answering the phones now They can you know spare the expenses of the software or the extra technician in the field And so it's it's a huge advantage to them to be able to grow really quickly we've had instances where I've had you know a client come on on a Friday in an emergency and we're taking their calls on a Monday flawlessly you know because we already know the system we already know the back ends of you know the basic foundations of pest control and all you have to do is is fill in your price points for me we've had companies that have started out in QuickBooks and now they're in a software because we're able to get them up and running there's a lot of the times right you start with a software and there's this huge you know, time of the learning curve. Companies have to come in. They have to give the demo, the training. That you don't got to do that with me. Just tell me which one you want to use, and, and turn the phones on. Let's go. And
0: you know, also, if I'm getting this right, you not only set, you take the call, you sell the job, you route the call,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then you build, you do the billing too.
2: Um, depending on the needs of the the company, you know, so we you do, can do that. Yeah, we can absolutely process so you, payments. You, you might
0: have eliminated two, possibly three positions in a bigger company. Yeah and certainly like in a you know like when i started out you're writing out the the, the bills mm-hmm. while, you're, while you're in the car yeah. in front of some guy's office and you have to go yeah so it would be like such a relief it's just taken so much stress away from the owner and instead of dealing with three different people he's dealing with one
2: right yeah i mean they have access to my entire team i mean you think about it if you're you know we have the ability to cater right to larger companies and be their support to their already trained team. And that's a huge advantage. You know, they, their team doesn't feel so stressed in the height of the season. It's something that you can turn on and off. So companies that they're not working with us right now because their team of five or six can handle their volume. The next couple of months, come April, all bets are off. They need help and they don't have to add more people. They just turn the phones on to grit and we help with the overflow. And then you've got like the owner operators. And I think about what an advantage we are to them and the connections that we have that they have access to my entire team. So again, right, nobody is dealing with just one pest control company. Everybody's cross trains. We utilize communication tools like Slack as a platform that we utilize. And if they need to get something done, they just send one message and boom, somebody's on it. You know, you have access to like an entire team, not just, okay, this is your account rep and this one person, there's no lag. Somebody's gonna respond immediately because one person is available at all times at some point in the day. So there's huge advantage to being an owner operator and some of the guys that are smaller, because you have this advantage of having a whole staff. I mean, they're driving in the car and they're calling in and, hey, can you make this phone call for me and tell Mrs. Jones I'm, you know, running a few minutes late. Right. And can you add this note to the account? Can you remind me to go back here? You know, and this and that. They they basically have that full team. Mm-hmm.
0: you don't need it. The other thing I'm thinking of, why wouldn't I want to deal with you where you got more skin in the game? You put sweat and blood and tears into building it as to dealing with... Two or three employees who you know, get a job somewhere else. This is too stressful. He's too tough. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to deal with those three employees in my office. Right. You you have more skin in the game. Actually, You, you yeah. put all seven into building it, and you, you you want to see it go. And then if I just from what I see, I could tell that you're gonna you're gonna do well.
2: Yeah, there's it's you know when you speak the same language as far as like you know pest control it's a it's a nice kind of flow to the relationship talk to owners all the time and that that's the difference i never really feel even though we're a vendor we never really feel like it it's always a partnership Mm -hmm. it's always a two-way communication so as companies grow and they feel like you know they lose having their finger on the pulse of what's going on with the their customers and the and you know the the things is that happens in the office in the back end because they're out in the field it's it's communication constantly and so they always know even though they're getting busier in the service you know level they always have a connection to the office staff and being able to not have all of those overhead costs they have to open an office turn the lights on you know get a computer and all of those things and then even then you're you're paying that hourly employee to sit there and wait for the phone to ring as you're paying to get the phone to ring versus we're just sitting there waiting and you're only paying us for the time that we're spending on the phone working for you.
0: And you're like, uh, it's like going to a psychiatrist.
2: You understand us. Right. It it makes getting up and running what you call like, right, that onboarding. We get clients that are like, well, how long is the onboarding? Is it a couple of months? I'm like, again, when do you want to turn the phones on? It's Friday. We can go Monday if you wanted to. There's really very few things that I need to know other than industry standards.
0: And you've been in the industry for
2: quite a while, so... Right. You don't got to teach me, like, the difference between, you know, a German roach and American roach and why you want more money for a German roach infestation. It's more like, what's the price point? I understand the point. All I just need to know is, you know... Do you have to have it back in the car or do you got to come back to the office and pick it up from the closet? Like it's, you know, a different dialogue and a different right, connection. Right.
1: That's so is there anything right now that you see as like the next big thing?
2: Honestly, I think as technology advances, I think it would be really great um, in my arena of being on you know, the phone supporting customers is to see it advance with the aspect of the, you know, the videos and being able to connect with customers. I mean, right? Don't customers call in all the time and they're describing a pest and, you know, send me a picture of it and things like that. I would love to see the advancement in, know technology and you know the Skype calls and it's like show me you know what's the, what's the issue that you have going on and that's happening right now in the field right with a lot of the technicians and the capabilities with some of the softwares and the mobile phones are taking videos and sending it to the customer of cultural practices yeah. and sanitation things so I'd love yeah. to see that transcend into the you know the phone calls and the initial point of contact
1: Yeah, so thank you again, Margaret, for coming on. It was great. We're going to have you back on now that we've broken the ice and you're comfortable. I know it's hard with all these cameras and shining lights, (laughs) but tell everybody the best way for them to contact you. Anybody out there that wants to learn more about her services. Or get pricing and really find out what she does please she'll find her on
2: absolutely you can find me on LinkedIn you know Margaret Garcia yeah you know, grit either one would pull me up uh, Facebook but definitely LinkedIn would be the best way to connect
1: and what you have a website too right
2: yep it's grit you mm-hmm. can absolutely find us there as well
1: so there you go hopefully if you didn't hear about it before now now you know she's the one to go with there are no competitors to her for what she does it's very unique and intricate not just a call center but really running your whole office if need be so again margaret garcia grit ppo grit ppo.com and just her name margaret garcia or grit on uh, all social media linkedin is her
2: preferred method of contact (laughs) so thank you again it was great thank you so much i appreciate it